I'll gaslight my students any fucking time. If I didn't do something I was supposed to do, I'll tell them, like, I never said I would do that. (laughs) I'll tell them, like, no, I told you I was going to do this thing. Like, and I would, like, just tell people that as, like, a teaching tip where I'd be like, you can tell them anything. As long as it's not going to make their grades worse, you can tell them anything. (laughs) You should be happy about it. Welcome to Tunnel Talk and No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. And it was PPV week this past week. How is everybody's disposition? (laughs) We were up late. I'm still tired, to be honest with you. (laughs) You It was worse for you guys than me because I kind of forgot about the East Coast situation. What time did it end? Like 1245 or something? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then, of course, I stayed up to watch... Oh yeah, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, and then the media watching Sean Ross Sapp's useless streak <laughs> that revealed nothing <laughs> of interest. Absolutely useless. Where he, he talked, had a, he talked for so long, and then was like, "Yeah, I've had, I have nothing." <laughs> and but then Jeff said, "No comment." <laughs> like, I wasn't bud. even. I mean, he did talk a lot, but he'd also gotten that like co-host on. I'm sorry to that woman, but I was like, "Ma'am." Your takes are not what I'm here for right now. I think we're all here for the same thing, which is that he said he had a piece of information we wanted. Uh, and so when I have to listen to you say things, I don't like it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start out by talking ab- about the MJF situation that we wanted Sean Ross Sapp to report on. <laughs> so kind of a quick rundown of what was going on if you missed it, which I guess it's like lots of people are just like medium normal fans of wrestling and wouldn't have seen any of this, I guess, which is crazy. <laughs> but MJF uh, like skipped a meet and greet in Vegas mm-hmm. and without notice, without notice and then, like, Sean Rossap from Fightful was like, I got insider info that a plane ticket was booked in MJF's name today, like, right before that meet and greet out of Vegas tonight. And so the whole day before the PPV, basically everyone was being like, is MJF going to show up at the PPV? Uh, <laughs> is this a shoot? Is it a work? Like, what's going on here? Um, and that was like the entire build up to the PPV was like, yeah. Yeah. MJF might not come. Right. And then there was like, you know, he's not at the venue yet. He hasn't been seen at the venue. Like is venue, like the venue watch, like, are we going to see him at all? And it was like the whole, t- the whole thing, like just caused so much anxiety because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like Wardlow. I want to see Wardlow get his moment. This is going to be I know. awful. I know. And I felt very like, like to me, like all really all the storylines leading up to the pay-per-view have been like a little bit lackluster except like the Wardlow MJF one so that was the one where I was (laughs) like well at least this is going to be like a big finale like feel-good moment and then I was like so stressed about it like and I don't know the meet and greet thing did seem real to me just because like it's such a fucked up thing to do I know like trying to 
I don't know. And also, I don't know the whole thing. So it just, it, I was very anxious and then he did show up, but it kind of, honestly, it just kind of ruined the match for me. Cause I was so stressed out that something bad was going to happen. I started laughing. Cause I forgot that what I was going to say is we thought we were talking about um, last week, whether our predictions were going to sound very stupid. <laughs> and I cannot believe that the most embarrassing prediction that we made was <laughs> I'm excited for the MJ and Wardlow I match. <laughs> I believe what we said was if nobody's got us, we know MJ and Wardlow got us. <laughs> MJF did not, in fact, got them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although, but he did. So he did show up for the PPV. Mm-hmm. It was the first show. I believe that Meltzer said it was or the first match. Meltzer said it was always going to be the first match. So that yeah. was, you know, was unchanged. And it was a squash, basically, which I thought was right. Like the way that the yeah, match I mean, worked, I was like, yeah, seems right for the storyline. Like basically yeah. MJF like tried to skedaddle away and Wardlow got him and powerbombed him a bunch of times and <laughs> yeah MJF. it's totally like what I the, I assumed the final match was going to be like the whole time like obviously Wardlow's mm-hmm. just going to powerbomb to death so yeah yeah so really the the major thing is just that it's like yeah I felt extremely unsettled going into the PPV and like a little bit like a baby about it where it's yeah. like I was just like well it's not that I like need to know all the time like what's a shoot and what's a work but I am a sensitive bitch so like <laughs> I actually don't like super enjoy yeah this. yeah well, well and it felt like if he doesn't show like poor Wardlow like this is really put that, him over and yeah. he needs it it would be like such a fucked up thing to do so it's like and then he did show but he looked really low energy and like unhappy I don't know the whole thing the whole energy of it just stressed me out I mean I think by then they were turning it into yeah. a work at least but I didn't enjoy it as a work. The I Wardlow, thought it kind of ruined the storyline. Yeah, the Wardlow part of it was the extremely relevant part to me because I was talking, I mean, we're going to get to what happened on Dynamite, but I was like talking about like how what happened on Dynamite, like I went, how it went back, like how I feel retroactively. And the thing is that like, if that had happened on one of the punk matches, like if this was, if he had done this to the last pay-per-view, I don't think I would be as anxious because like no, there no. wouldn't be as yeah. much writing on him showing up. Like it would be a level right. to be like, if you want to screw yourself, screw yourself. But it was right. like the fact that I like so much was writing on this for Wardlow that like just yeah. made me feel so bad. Yeah. I agree. And then I feel like the whole storyline, like they set it up so well as it was like basically like a feel good, like end to like a, like a star war or something, you know, where you're like, Mm -hmm. like good's going to defeat evil and we're all going to feel great about it. And so it was like, to me, like a very straightforward kind of ending that wouldn't be hard to land, but like with all of this clouding it, it just really like took away from it. Whereas I feel like another kind of match, it wouldn't have quite ruined for me the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely agree. Uh, It just felt, yeah, it felt really off in at a time when, you, right, like you said, you are like, yeah, this shouldn't be that complicated of an ending. Like, yeah. it's, which isn't a bad thing. Like, it's right. good that there are some stories that have an ending that's just like, yes, that's the perfect symphonic thing that I wanted. And this was yeah. like a dissonant element. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess, I guess it's jazz. I guess <laughs> wrestling is jazz, as I've always said. I guess. And I do feel very like I do feel like a stupid baby about it because it's also like, oh, I like I got worked or I like shouldn't follow like stupid wrestling Twitter, even though I don't even follow that much. It's just like I follow Sean Ross up and David Meltzer. And that was enough to like drag me into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like, ugh. Well, I don't. Yeah, and I don't usually mind like this is the first time that I've had an experience in wrestling of like yeah. feeling like 
like just like I don't like the intersection between reality and kayfabe yeah. here yeah. and it's like making exactly. it less like fun for me because I was just so, so I was just so stressed so yeah. we will talk about what happened on dynamite so on dynamite the MJF came out for his scheduled appearance and cut a promo that as everyone has been saying was like his pipe bomb promo that was like I don't want to be here anymore I was here from the beginning. I, you know, outperform, overdeliver. I'm not respected. Uh, and it ended with him being like, <laughs> being like calling Tony a fucking Mark and just being like, <laughs> fire me, fire me, you fucking Mark over and over again. And then I think what happened, I don't remember if the, we could see this on um, when we were watching that. You couldn't. Okay. Yeah. No, you couldn't see it. No. So on, like, if you were there, CM Punk came out like down the ramp towards MJF and MJF like sklonked off in the opposite direction. I think the young bucks came out too, but I couldn't quite see. I think they were like going back and they were kind of like the groundhog. Like, I don't know what they did, but uh, (laughs) anyway, so obviously then this sparks a whole new round of like, at this point, everybody pretty much agrees that like he did skip the meet and greet and that wasn't a work, but that then he and Tony turned like everything else about this into a work. And so now it's like, a really big work about like they've taken down his like shirts off of the AEW website. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And it's like a storyline you know, like 99%. That seems to be the vibe. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to point out that the all elite wrestling recap, which I used to anchor my damn memory (laughs) did not reference this promo (laughs) whatsoever, which which is funny. funny. It's very funny. They like cut his mic and then they cut to black, like cut to commercial. And then when they came back, commentary like brought Tanahashi out again, like to the thing that had happened like before that. So it was like, Oh, we're just pretending that didn't happen. And to be clear, they cut his mic after a seven and a half minute promo at the ending point. Like, yeah, you know, and Dynamite, which doesn't bleep things in advance because no one's supposed to swear, somehow knew to bleep the swears. So but they yeah, are like, on a, they are in a, they, I saw something about this, but it's like they are in a delay. Right. Yeah. But like, I think like all the other times that they've said shit, they haven't, ble- like, I don't know. Like, I, it just felt like they knew exactly when it was coming. Yeah, I, I agree. I guess I'm not, like, not really trying to push yeah. back on it because I'm like, I do think they knew, but I guess I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. The whole thing to me, I was so mad, like at MJF and the whole thing going into this that I really hated that. I don't know that you guys do, but I like did not like it at all. Cause like to me, it felt very like, like kind of a rip off of the pipe bong thing. Like, do we need to do this again? All the, like the cutting the mic and the cutting to commercial thing felt, I felt very like, Oh, you think like I'm an idiot? Like, of course this is ob-. like, it was just so like clumsily feeling like, uh, like a work, oh. you know, like just trying to like, I don't know. I just didn't think it was fun. I felt a little bit. It was probably my energy is like, MJF, we're in a fight and you're trying to be cute with this right now. Like, it's not cute. No, you can't come to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, that probably colors it. But I don't know. I don't like Tony Khan becoming, like, a Vince McMahon character that we cut promos on either. Like, I don't know if we need that. Like, it all felt derivative yeah. to me. Like, I Yeah, I, I felt opposite in that he got me in the moment. Like, absolutely. Like, to me, like... It was just enough signaling that it was a work that I felt in on the joke instead of like the anxiety of is this not or is it like the anxiety before the pay-per-view match like I hated it It sucked made me feel bad 
But this, I was like, there's a, like, I can tell that it's fake. And if I can tell it's fake, then I can enjoy it. And I feel like I'm in on it. It's great. I'm like, I enjoyed it. I thought that like, he like did a great job. It kind of felt a little bit like Brutus giving his speech where like everyone's pissed at first and then he gets him gets by the end of it he was like just getting cheered and like I felt that way too like I thought that he like gave like a really persuasive speech but by the end of it I was super into it I think afterwards like thinking about it later I kind of agree that like I think there's some dangers here in making AEW and Tony Khan the heels and like Mm -hmm. there is a level to which it's like I don't ever want to cite the side with the corporation. I always want to f- cite side with the workers. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, this is it, it. Like, I do think it's going to, it, it has some dangers. Like if there's some weird places it could go that are bad, but in the moment, in the moment he got me real good. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm back. I'm back in. Interesting. I did not feel that way at all, but I also didn't feel concerned about it. Not being a work at that point. I just have, and this is, this is my personality. I do. I hold a big grudge. And I was like, (laughs) I really didn't enjoy my weekend, honestly. Like I didn't enjoy, and we're going to get into a lot of other things about this pay-per-view that I like really left (laughs) being like, I'm going to fucking lose my shit at Tony Khan. Like I got to get him on the line because I'm so annoyed at him right now. So you also were like, MJF, we're in a fight. This is fun. Yeah, kind of. But like it wasn't, I don't feel as much in a fight with MJF. Like the thing for me that I was just like, fuck you is that is that it was like a pipe bomb promo and that it was like more of their like CM Punk MJF thing. And I'm so yeah. annoyed about everything going on with CM Punk that yeah. I was just like, you can fuck off. I don't give a shit. I don't want to see your stupid pipe bomb promo. I don't even like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I didn't even find it like, I guess I didn't not find it persuasive, but I didn't find it like super persuasive either, especially you know, because of like any time I'm just like kind of watching a white man be like <laughs> nobody likes, nobody respects me. I'm kind of like, uh, well, they're, they really do. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I, it's not, I think I just like don't know how I feel. I just felt like really resistant to it and was kind of like, great. So now I have to watch this. Yeah. So now this is what we're going to be doing for a while. I don't know. I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I felt, and it's interesting because it's like, obviously I have always been like MJF is so good at what he does. And I think he did do a great job with the promo. Like it's like he was handling the crowd. He was like working the crowd around. Like there's not anything that I can actually point to. That's like, that was bad. I think it was good, but like, I don't like, I don't like what's coming down the pipeline for my summer. Let's yeah. put it that way. So you're mm. saying this is not the summer of punk for you? It's the summer of <laughs> oh be- me God. being uh, pissed off, maybe. <laughs> this is the summer of my madness. You get well, one summer in your lifetime. <laughs> it is interesting when we don't have an echo chamber. It is, yeah. yeah. I like that we had three different perspectives on that. And it was something. Only one of us feels pleasure. Congratulations, Leah. You're the winner this week. <laughs> Can you guys believe it? Leah feels pleasure this week. 
wait till we get to the punk section. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine if I pulled that out. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll see what I guess we'll see what happens when Tony fires him. Uh, <laughs> and then also on Dynamite, Wardlow uh, squashed J.D. Drake, and then Mark Sterling came out and said he's filing a class action lawsuit on behalf of all the security guards that Wardlow powerbombed. And this, then was Wardlow, this was delightful. This Wardlow, funny. you're my precious boy and everything your storyline is doing is great. Wardlow's face of just being like, you're doing what? I'll powerbomb another security guard immediately. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's so funny that like Wardlow is like the biggest baby face right now, but his point of view in this feud is that he should be allowed to power bomb men at their jobs yeah. and, and mark sterling who is a heel lawyer is saying you shouldn't power bomb random innocent men and yet we're like yeah go work but he's i mean it's right you're saying you maybe know? this it was right that this didn't take place on labor day after all <laughs> the politics are complicated oh. they're very complicated i think that mark sterling should win one of our awards for the way that his line drew delivery on he has a family <laughs> mark sterling honestly funny. usually does a great job i mean i i do just love whenever he's on my screen being injured in some new way he never recovers from his injuries so. <laughs> it's like brandon cutler's orbital just like that's never <laughs> never getting better so that's forever did you guys have any thoughts about wordlow's entrance music i couldn't tell so the music didn't start until he was like halfway down the ramp and i couldn't tell if that was like them fucking up or intentional and also like they kind of like pumped it up like i saw multiple tweets being like wardlow's getting brand new music but it kind of sounded pretty similar to the last one it was i didn't realize it was new to be honest with you <laughs> i was like why are we talking about this it's not new i don't know i didn't like it it's like the the last one was just some guy going like this is war which was oh right fine this oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. yeah 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 okay so and this wasn't that no no it was, it was not it was metal yeah yeah it was yeah. very un it was not very memorable yeah. yeah and so okay. yeah but like it, did you guys think it was weird that he like came into like silence and got like to the ramp and like to the entrance of the ramp before he it like was before weird. it started playing i just thought it was very strange i thought yeah. that it was um i thought that it was just like someone's idea for making it dramatic that just didn't work like I could it's like I just could like imagine myself being in that meeting that's just like yeah it's like gonna work really well because it'll be like it has been where he's coming out to no music but then we hit the music and I could just like see someone coming up with that and then it happens and it's like well it doesn't really have the impact <laughs> so I guess I, that's what I thought was going on yeah okay uh well let's talk about talk about the big the big match of the night so the last match of the night was punk hangman tony kept us waiting until after the basketball was over so it's yet another reason he's on my shit list um all the other champs who had matches had retained their titles at this point so i did really feel like well we're in danger uh, and we were in danger because Punk won the match. Yeah, and I think last week we all said we'd be ripshit if uh, Punk won, and we. And I, I am ripshit. I am absolutely ripshit. As been promised. happy since, really. No, haven't known a moment's happiness. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I could run too Shut miles. the fuck up, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> Funny, Leah. <laughs> Do we look like we're in the Leah, mood get for back jokes? in this echo chamber right now? <laughs> <laughs> I am counting to ten. And if you're not back in this echo chamber with the rest of us, you are going to be. So sorry. <laughs> and I'm wearing a mom shirt, so you know I mean it. Obviously, I hated it. Obviously, I hated it. Thank it was you. bad. Needed to oh, hear it. Bad. Boy. 
yeah, so it was like a pretty normal match. I mean, it was a good match. The energy was pretty unhinged. Like, it was very electric. Yeah, uh, I, and was, I was pretty stressed the whole time. So this pay-per-view really started with me quite stressed and it ended with me extremely stressed as well. A, Five hours apart. <laughs> we'll talk about kind of what I called like our only moment of happiness in the pay-per-view <laughs> is the next thing we'll talk about. But um, yeah, the, the, and the, the climax of this match was that Hangman was tempted to cheat with the belt mm-hmm. and did not cheat and then lost so uh and do you want to talk about the yeah i was just thinking about like how in um punk and mjf's feud like the big final climax was that wardlow brought out mjf's ring and gave it to punk and then punk used the ring to win which and at the time we were like at the time i was into it for sure i mean oh me hooks, no i think oh, i definitely no. said if you use the ring it's evil. It's oh, evil yeah. to use the, the tool. I was evil. into it as like a plot turn. Oh, I sure. Didn't, I didn't okay. think it was like a yeah. good thing to do, I guess. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> Anne, you're saying that you thought he was on good behavior? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was a little bit complicated by the hook into the Wardlow storyline, you know, because Wardlow was like turning on MJF. But um, yeah, no. So he was tempted by the ring. He used it. So he won by cheating. So then you have this parallel where Hangman is being tempted to cheat. and he, But he chooses not to, which... I did really like as a character beat because I do think that like I could do the wrong thing and win, but I'll decide to do the right thing and lose. Like even though it cost me, I do think is like just in the world in general, that's like what being a good person is pretty much. (laughs) So, um, so I was like very proud of hangman for that, but obviously I hated, hated the ending a lot. Were you about to say something, Leah? No, no. I also hated it. It's right. No, it's, it's, it's all really right. I, I don't know. I just, he wasted so much time standing there and staring at the belt and thinking so theatrically that I was just like <laughs> in my house screaming, being like, either hit him or don't hit him. But <laughs> And commentary was definitely was like, basically that he took so long to decide was what, yeah. what did it, did it been? So, yeah. I mean, which I guess makes sense for Hangman, but like, yeah. I don't know. I was just so mad about punk winning and I really hate, punk and i feel like the moral vibes of like good versus bad are real mixed up in this whole thing although i did feel like when i was trying to regulate my emotions afterwards i was like well i feel like being the champ has been a bit of a struggle for hangman like i feel like they haven't quite known what kind of tone to take with him so i did think that like him in a like i tried to do the right thing but i lost like spiral could lead to some interesting things at least but yeah i I, I do so that the things I, I, the things I think, well, let me tell you a little thing about the things that I think when I'm thinking them. Uh, I do think it's like Hangman as a character is like, he's trying to figure it all out. He hasn't figured it all out. He doesn't have like that balance, like in his life, his heart and his mind. And AEW is a young company. And it's like, we've only had four champs. I immediately, when he lost, I mean, I was like, rip shit. And then I was like, okay, it doesn't not make sense to me for Hangman to lose earlier than feels good Mm -hmm. because it'll be crazy to me if he doesn't come back for another title reign later when, like, he is in balance with himself, basically. And that, like, that'll be, like, his reign of glory. That's what I see in my mind's eye. And I'm like, narratively, that makes perfect sense to me. You get what you want. You're not ready for it. You lose it. 
you better yourself. You come back. You are ready. You're ready to be the guy that you wanted to be. That is all fine. I am so annoyed at (laughs) CM Punk. And I'm so, I think I don't have trust right now in where we are going with him. Because all of the indicators to me have been like, Punk is going to heel turn. He he has to heel turn. We're getting like these subtle and sometimes not so subtle indicators that it's like there is like darkness and ego in him that like he is in denial mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. perhaps in real life as well as in Kayfabe mm-hmm. who can never be sure. <laughs> um, but the thing that was so discomforting about like watching the match was the crowd reaction basically of like having the crowd still like really overwhelmingly be like we love punk we want punk to win we buy that this is a face versus face match because we buy what punk is selling Mm -hmm. and that was really rough for me I just like again did not feel and I feel like I'm just not that used to like feeling really out of step aside from with FTR so it makes sense that now he's teamed up with FTR (laughs) but like I'm not used to being like really really out of step I feel like with like the the crowd on the big storylines yeah and so that just felt so like strange to me to be like so you is there like any like is I felt like at is there going to be a point because I have to assume he's heel turning and if he's not heel turning send someone to kill me send someone to take me (laughs) out because it's all over for me baby um, but is like, what will be the point where like the crowd understands that like the subtext of the stuff that like punk's feuds have been about is true and that yeah. like yeah. punk, the character is bad. Right. Yeah. And I think actually, like I've been thinking a lot about, um, like basically like satisfying narratives and antiheroes and stuff, but I was thinking about how like the reason for me that the breaking bad like finale really worked versus like a Dexter finale, like or and whole final run and like whole the show is like breaking bad starts out. Like you think the guy's an antihero and it's like, Oh, isn't it fun? He's like being such a badass. And then the show really spends a lot of time like hammering into the, like, no, he's doing bad things and he is a bad person. And it like has a very consistent moral viewpoint. Whereas like, Dexter is like he's a serial killer but like kind of a nice one and it's kind of okay actually and <laughs> that's kind of like other serial killers yeah, which is fine so that's really and fine in Miami the, and the fact that he does it because he enjoys killing people and dismembering them that's just kind of like don't even worry about it like not a problem <laughs> um so to me like the show really kind of falls apart at the end because it can't decide like that killing people is bad basically right. the show is Dexter's victim as much yeah. as anybody else because it's like yeah I buy his excuse that he's come up with for why it's like okay that he is the way that he is and the show buys into it yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I feel like Punk's kind of in the same place where it's like he's doing bad things and has these dark elements but it's like it's like at this point the show could decide as a narrative to go ahead turn him full heel like and then all of this is leading up to it and the crowd is kind of complicit and then maybe the crowd turns on it but right now I 100% don't trust them to do that and have like a, a consistent viewpoint on how he's been acting so yeah um that makes me feel upset (laughs) yeah yeah I I just feel very uncertain Leah (laughs) no I was was mocking the way she said upset well she was right to say it that way that's how I feel as well upset (laughs) 
Um, and then Leah, you also raised a pretty good point. You asked the question, is punk the best wrestler in the world? I'm going to take a second to answer it. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Can we just, we can get that out there, right? Absolutely really? not. Clearly the, not. I have the thing, the fact that he performed two buckshot lariats to mock Hangman and fucked both of them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then on, like, yeah. on, I, we're going to get into it, but on Dynamite. We can get into it now. You he, just get yeah. into it. Yeah. He, so he teamed up with FTR and he did a very similar hop into the ring and he fell again. Yeah. And you're like, buddy, you have like, you have like the one job that you're supposed to be the best at. Like that is like, that's your whole thing yeah. is that you're like, oh, I'm a really good wrestler. I do love saying you have one job. It's to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even do that. I say it to myself every day. Can't even be the best. <laughs> Very funny. No, but on that dynamite episode, like I guess he was tired, but he looks so sloppy. Like during that match, and it's like I don't know anything about wrestling or technical anything, but like watching that, I I did think in the middle, I was like, has Punk always been a really bad wrestler? <laughs> like, what is going yeah. on? Because like it, it is, looked bad. It is crazy that they made him wrestle so so soon after. Yeah. Like a ti- like a title match. Like yeah. the man is in his forties. Yeah. He looked it for sure. But yeah. like you don't see Jeff Hardy wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you sure but don't. That Hardy did get right back out there. You got to give that to him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, like Kenny and. Uh, Brian Danielson wouldn't look that sloppy a couple no. days later. So if we want to talk about best in the world, if we are ever going to talk about Kenny, <laughs> Kenny <laughs> let me Kenny, tell you this: Kenny. if Kenny if Kenny wanted to do someone's move to mock them, he'd nail it. I'll tell he'd you that about it, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no question about it. Can I hit you guys with something I thought earlier when we were talking about this very topic? Yeah, please. I'm experiencing a Kenaissance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't appreciate (laughs) when I had Kenny, I didn't appreciate him. (laughs) And now I'm out here like CM Punk can eat shit. Hangman Adam Page (laughs) was right that to him, CM Punk will never be the best in the world because Kenny is the best in the world. Mm -hmm. Kenny is the only one to beat. And that's how I feel too. Kenny's the only one to beat. Kenny come back and fucking destroy CM Punk. Do I (laughs) I think that's the, do I think that's the storyline we're getting? No, I fucking don't. But that's what I want to see. I want to see Kenny grind CM Punk's face into the ground. I just mush thinking during this pay-per-view like an absolutely insane thought which was like if kenny were here this wouldn't be happening like kenny <laughs> no, to come back and save us which is like which is insane because that's no. it's not kenny's character like if, no. if kenny if kenny destroyed cm punk it wouldn't be for us it would no. be because kenny just like a whim occurred to him and he but was he, no, like no. that's gonna happen if kenny Kenny's did not it gonna have he would do it for level. hangman yeah come on come on the road to redemption coming back that'd be so good come on well you know the Young Bucks updated their yeah. header to yeah, be a picture of the Hung Bucks. And yes. so <laughs> I did have I did have that moment where I was like, if if they if they keep punk faced for a little bit longer, that will be bad and terrible. But if if Hangman goes goes heel and rejoins the elite, I will like that. That will be for me. So interesting. And if the end of if the end of all of this was Kenny taking the title off Punk for Hangman, like that would kill. And I was texting my friend Jeff um, this week about the pay per view, and he said that his pipe dream is that Punk keeps the title for like a couple months, and then Eddie Kingston takes it off. Oh, I <laughs> love that. Did you see that Eddie Kingston tweet from today that could have been about all sorts of things, but that <laughs> one where he was the the one about ego. 
where oh, he was like, some people did. have too big an eat. Or he was, and then he was just like, it's Eddie's a real observation, but on- also I'm stirring the pot. And then he just got <laughs> into like a funny exchange with Ethan Page. But obviously lots of the responses oh, were yeah. like, Eddie Kingston, you know what's up. You knew before everyone else. Like, you know yeah. about CM yeah. Punk. I love this tweet. Yeah. Eddie's been wilding out on Twitter. I, he, I love it. There was a disgusting little um, puff piece on CM Punk that was very glowing, but I really lost a lot of respect for him reading it, honestly, between the lines. But Eddie mm. Kingston retweeted it and was like, give me a fucking break, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> well, you guys, bit, you did, I haven't read the piece, but you guys both said that the interesting, one of the interesting things was like who was quoted and who wasn't in the yeah. piece. There was no one really like mm-hmm. top line. Like there was yeah. just... Like no one, no one very um, notable did. Yeah. It yeah. seems like Punk has taken a interest in Will Hobbs, which relatable we all have. Yeah, obviously <laughs> we love Will Hobbs. Beautiful. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah. He's sweet. He's wonderful. Good job. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was like Mac uh, Darby was the only other person that like raved about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he knows that Max Caster's me. name and that, <laughs> that yeah, Max Caster we all like, know Platinum well, Max Caster's name, name. <laughs> I know and then Dex and Cash were like well basically like he uh, has done a lot of matches with us and that's great for our careers I guess uh, that was kind of the vibe I got from them yeah. it was very it was a funny article too because CM Punk spent a lot of time in it much more time than other people did talking about how great CM Punk is and then mm-hmm. at one point at least he was like um, like Dax was telling a nice story about how like one time CM Punk was like what are you guys doing on the show tonight and Dax was like I don't know and Punk was like you want to wrestle me and he was like I'll take care of it and then they were booked on the show that night to wrestle Punk and it was so great but then like later in the article Punk was like I don't book things I'm not in charge of things I'm just here to wrestle and it was like okay that's literally not true <laughs> like, like earlier in, this, in, this in the article, canon of this article it's not true <laughs> right? like yeah. yeah yeah so it was interesting yeah it also just became incredibly clear as you're reading it it's like punk is like one of those people that like if he likes you and he stirs himself to do something for you then he can be very effective and i'm sure he's he's like you know i'm sure like for mjf he must have been like a really good resource although mjf wasn't quoted interestingly mjf wasn't well that might be i mean mean, mjf is kayfabe like he he's he wouldn't even if he liked even if he loved punk which yeah, i actually probably he think he does yeah. he never would no but um no but like it, it, what was what was i talking about you're saying if he likes you and oh, he he'll, bothers, he'll be nice. yeah, yeah yeah but i don't think he's out there like making offers to like at random and like i mean the the difference between like jade posted a video well aaw posted a like a day in the life of jade and like in the background it wasn't even like a big like it wasn't the point of the video but mm-hmm. brian danielson and regal william regal were helping her train and like spending like and like it like looked really natural that he was like in yeah. there and i i read something it was i don't know if it was later in that video but i re- i swear i read something where some it was like uh william regal and brian danielson are doing that kind of stuff all the time and they're like mm-hmm. but you don't see them talking to magazines about it like it's yeah like i believe that yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a person who's like a self aggrandizing liar is like really I have zero patience from it. And that's really the impression of him I got from the article. And like there's these reports that like Colt's been demoted to ROH and it was maybe because CM Punk can't stand to be around him because of their personal beef. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's pretty unforgivable if you're rich and famous and you get your, you know, 
your job or friend fired basically yeah I don't know I mean it you know it's interesting that it's like what it does all kind of add up to is like if they are if they do a good job and they do play out like the threads that are clear like in that article and like on the show and like just the stuff that like it seems like they've been seeding this could be a really good storyline like yeah, heel punk true. could be a great oh. storyline and, and what- to be clear this article was very complimentary and flattering like the goal of it was yeah. not to be like cm punk's a terrible person but yeah no anyway what you're saying yeah if they follow up on those threads like it could work yeah. really well conceivably yeah and, it, and you know i don't know but it's just like i'm just like so it's interesting. I feel like I, we've got, I've gone back and forth a lot of times. Like initially when CM Punk showed up, I was, well, actually I'm worried to say what I thought because who knows what I said <laughs> on this podcast. I feel like I was like, I don't know about this. And then I was like, maybe I do really like him. And then I've just yeah. like gone back and forth a lot. And now I'm so mad at him Yeah, and I hate him and yeah. I don't like thinking about him. So. Well, it's really interesting because so recently, like what, like two, two and a half weeks ago, yeah. Um, we ha- we're having a conversation with our friend Jenna who just got into wrestling and just got into punk specifically. And she asked like, if like, ha- like how does it work if you like a heel, like you're not supposed to. And Allie, you specifically were like, Oh, if punk turns heel, you'll love to hate him. Like he'll, mm. he'll make you hate him. And like, you'll have a good time, but like you will violently want to shove his face into the dirt. And it's mm. like the issue with what's happening right now is that is what's happening for us, but the crowd isn't with us. It's yeah. like, it's like if, if the crowd agreed, like I wouldn't right. necessarily hate yeah. being on. The- and if it, and yes. if it felt like punk and Tony were wor- yeah. writing it that way on purpose. And right. since the crowd doesn't agree, it feels like they're not. And I obviously, I can't know their intent, but it doesn't seem like they yeah. are. And I mean, it's interesting too. Now we've been on this for half an hour, so it's really fun for us, but it's interesting <laughs> too, that it's like, we know we're pretty sure that punk said he wanted to be a heel when he came back to wrestling. Yeah. Like that was something that was mm-hmm. floating around at the time. And that Tony was like, no, the crowds are going to be too happy about you. So you can't be a heel. Uh, and the crowds are still so happy. And it's interesting. It is interesting to think about like, if they are like, we are trying to heel turn him. Like, you know, it's like one of those things where in wrestling, like you, you have to be re- you have to be responsive to the crowd. You can't force the crowd to feel something that they don't feel, which cuz yeah. you'll you can see the failures when they happen. Mm-hmm. You have to work them around like pretty skillfully basically. Right. And you see that when they're like trying to build a when they're trying to push someone, when they're trying to build a face and you see it when they're trying to build heels too. Uh, and it is interesting to think that like I'm sure that for them it's like almost I'm sure it's got to sometimes be like a really fun, hard problem of like, Mm -hmm. how do we get Mm -hmm. the crowd to the place where they're not going to cheer for you anymore? Uh, And I think that like the worry that I keep having that is like really just a commentary on our culture is I'm like, (laughs) can you get them there? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we got to move on because we spent our whole time on this. (laughs) Uh, I have nothing to say about this, but I will say Hookhausen match five minutes long so short yeah that was crazy it was so uh, delightful but was I so was pre- I was ready I had I like stayed at the pool too long and then I was trying to walk the dog frantically to get back in time for the buy-in like at 7 30 and I got back and then it didn't start for 25 minutes or whatever yeah I think it started at like like 
750 or something like that yeah and it, the whole like the whole point of the buy-in is supposed to be that like you get people so excited that they want to watch the show and actually like my friend allison messaged me right before and she's like i'm gonna watch the buy-in because i love hookhausen so much and i was like that's wonderful you should watch it with us but like that would have like she's a prime candidate for like if you had really worked that mm-hmm. you probably could have convinced her to watch the rest of it but it was five minutes and then she was yeah. like all right well you guys have fun like is Danhausen's leg not all the way healed like what's going on with I these short know. matches i don't know they also had so many like road to double or nothing yeah, things to play true. because there were 13 matches or whatever or 12 i guess after that but yeah, but it was very sweet, and Hook let Dan Housen get the pin on March. That's that romance. That was romance. great. That was That's romantic romance. love. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all know it. Um, so we had our own heart men's tournaments, men's tournament finals match, which was Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe, and Adam Cole won. And that is all I. Ha- That's all I have to say about that. We'll get so we'll get into like. Just how off the, without getting into the next thing on the schedule, how did you feel about the outcome? Because this happened first in the night, right? Yeah. It did happen first. Yeah. I felt very neutral. Like, I just didn't care about the outcome of this particularly at all. Like, it seemed kind of dumb, but I was like, Whatever. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't particularly like Samoa Joe, but I think he needed it more than Adam Cole did. But sure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah, exactly. I think, unlike you, I didn't really feel like Samoa Joe needed it because everyone's obsessed with him. So I didn't feel like <laughs> either of them needed it. So I didn't care that much. I was just like, Adam Cole kind of like needs this to calm him down, maybe. So, <laughs> like, maybe it's good that he'll have a little belt for that reason. But I really had no take at this point. Um, so we'll get into the other half of the Owen Hart tournament, which was, so first on Rampage, we had Ruby versus Chris for the, the fighting for the final, final spot. Um, they have, did a little promo off. Chris did a pretty good job for her, although I was still not great. um, (laughs) It was by far her strongest promo and it was kind of medium low for like a promo in general. (laughs) Kind of in the C range. (laughs) But C's do get degrees as well now. I was very proud of her. Been working Um, hard. And Ruby ended up winning, which we had predicted. We did not predict that the crowd Mm. would be so mad about it. So the crowd booed a lot about this. I had no idea Chris was that that no, over. You know, I didn't like think she I knew was. she was. Like I knew she I knew she's liked but not against Ruby. Yeah. I had no idea. I know. I was, I was kind of like proud of her weirdly, yeah. but I also I like Ruby so much that it was like messed up that she got booed, yeah. but it was like, well, yeah. that's nice that people like Chris. I I was proud of her but very confused yeah. because <laughs> to me it had felt like so narratively clear that Ruby yeah. was going to mm-hmm. be the one to go to the finals that right. I don't know it's like yet another thing that the Vegas crowd <laughs> I was like do y'all watch this show like are you like what do you Felt think crazy. is going I'm on like, here yeah it was the thing where I was like oh Dynamite's usually on at 8 o'clock eastern time is that too early for <laughs> Las Vegas it like, might be seen it or? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah I, this west coast upside down crowd it, it's very unsettling when it feels like the crowd's on a different page it's just it, like what's going yeah. on it's so funny that like we love Long Island crowds so much <laughs> <laughs> Las well, Vegas crowd we know what go. to expect from it you know what I mean right. like that's what I felt yeah. from this whole thing was I was like oh I have no idea why you guys are responding the way you are to things mm-hmm. whereas with, you know Long Island it's like pretty clear yeah. well honestly my brother who likes wrestling lives in Seattle and doesn't watch Dynamite all the time because it starts at five <laughs> so like <laughs> Maybe that is what's going on. (laughs) These idiots. Uh, Anyway, but so, yeah. So then uh, 
Brit and Ruby fought a double or nothing, and Brit also won. Uh, so this was the second Owen Hart match of the night. Adam Cole had already won. This was shocking to me yeah, and surprising, messed thought, yeah. up because I really, I don't know. It was just like, does Brit, Brit's been champion so much. Like all we see is Brit. I mean, so like, yeah. why? Especially when Adam Cole had just won it, then it felt even weirder. It was just like a. Well, was, the moment, so he, so Adam Cole was wearing Owen's pink gear and then the second Brit came out and she matched him, I had a bad feeling where I was like, "Oh, they're gonna wear, they're gonna win, and they're gonna be the colors." But it was like, it was still one of the things, one of those things where I was like, "That would be so stupid. That would be like yeah. that. This has got to be a trick. This has got to be like this has got to be Tony being like, ah, ah, ah. But no, actually, <laughs> Tony was like, "No, the banana peel was always meant to be there." <laughs> This you slipped on it exactly as I intended. These <laughs> results were like honestly like so sort of narratively weird or weird for the overall like AEW things where I was like, did like did the Heart Foundation get to pick the winners or something? Like I don't know what was happening. Yeah, Sarah was saying like she's like, I think that Tony wanted Adam and Britt, the people, to be mm-hmm. the ones standing next to Martha, not necessarily thinking about like the characters but i think that that's very short-sighted and silly yeah and if they wanted to do that then they should have had just had martha like pick her two favorite wrestlers right. and, then, and then put their names on a cup you know what i mean like sure yeah. but the that idea, would also just like, be nothing you know what i it mean it would be nothing like, but now that would now, be stupid <laughs> well it would be but at the same time now now brit and adam each have a belt that they get to carry around for a year probably yeah. and for what? Like, yeah. The, when Brick came out on Dynamite with it, I was just like, "Are we serious with like?" I don't. It just it's so repetitive when she's been the champ, had been the champion for so long. I just feel like mm-hmm. it'd be so much more fun to have Ruby have it, who's really great and good at promos. And if she had a belt, it would be really fun. It just yeah, it felt very like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't feel as strongly about. I mean, I do feel like in general, like I'm like, I'd love for someone to tell me what they what Brit's arc is gonna be for the next like year two years like I'd love some insight into what they think they're doing with the character because there hasn't been really that much movement although at the end of this um match Brit like helped Ruby up in a begrudging way where I was like that's like the only time I've ever seen Brit Dr. DMD like do something not mean at the end of a match which was interesting to me if if interesting if significant um but I don't I think I don't feel like as strongly as you guys about like I think to to many people it probably like didn't really ping you know what I mean like Brit and Adam getting the belts like I guess I agree it's not interesting but it's also like Okay, well, let's move on. I'm not going to be thinking about that anymore, <laughs> so let's just move on now. Well, I, I mean, it, it was pretty far down my list of concerns yeah. for this paper. There's a lot of, I had a lot of other <laughs> stuff to be mad about. So. I don't know. I be, I just think, like, if you're going to make this a, the equivalent of, like, if, if it's going to be, like, the ring, right, where, like, you just get to hold it until the next time, then, like, the, the concept of it being, like, a belt is kind of silly. And oh. it just gives them, like, it gives like Brit a prop that she doesn't need and that she's going to use as a crutch because I don't think she's going to have a story because she's going to 
like her whole thing is going to be flashing this stupid bell you know like she's at least adam cole she's i think in the women's division yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think adam cole possibly has more options just because like his stuff with like red dragon and the bucks like they'll drag him into a story but like i just don't have enough confidence that the women's division is ever going to have a storyline that doesn't revolve around the belts and Brit having a belt that she doesn't have to defend, I think is lazy and is going to be annoying to me. I can see that. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. I just don't feel as strongly about it. And I agree that like that, I guess the biggest takeaway for me is like, I want to see storylines that make sense. I want to see storylines. Oh, I would love that too. (laughs) Real pipe dream. That's what my pipe bomb promo is about. (laughs) It's just us sitting cross-legged on a ramp being like, like, Tony, make the the storylines make sense. And then he cuts our mics and we're like, what the fuck? We're like, Tony, we only got 30 seconds. And I've got seven and a half men. Yeah. Uh, He's like, yeah, you're ladies. So you'll enjoy. You don't need that much time. Such a good point. And then on Dynamite uh, this week, Britt and Jamie Hayter fought uh, Tony Storm and Ruby. And this time, uh, Tony Storm and Ruby did win. So it's kind of like, it's all kind of nothing's really going anywhere. There's nothing to talk about, really. (laughs) I felt very like, sure, there's a real point to this. Great. Ruby won now. I think the only thing we really do have to mention about that match is that J.B. Hayter's butt was absolutely perfect. I mean, (laughs) there were so many moments. Absolute best butt in the biz. Star of the show. (laughs) Unreal. You know, and just like... That's and what else can you say about that? That's what else is about it, eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I was going to say something else, but I forgot it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried about what's going on with me tonight. Okay. Uh, and then uh, at back at the PPV. So this was the second match of the night. Was Bucks versus Hardys? Uh, oh, I guess, no, we do have to jump back because we got to talk about it. Okay. So on Rampage before the PPV, the Bucks fought someone I didn't bother to look up and they came out in Hardy Brothers cosplay and they did, they went, you got to give it to them. They went all out. They did Their the- attention to detail was pretty impressive. <laughs> was yeah. Nick was in the Jeff Hardy face paint. He's the younger brother. They did the dancing. They did the spots. Uh, Matt did like the Matt Hardy like botch move where he like falls over the edge of the ring. <laughs> like I mean, they really they really nailed it, you know. And, and Brandon was Lita. Mm-hmm. Brandon wearing was Lita, thong. and so it he was, was in his thong. And people were saying like disturbing things on Twitter. Like I'd I'd fuck Brandon in the thong. Like people were out of control. <laughs> were people saying? That? I did I believe there wow. were a few tweets. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was yeah. people. People were saying some things that they would like. To, they should. They should. They should keep to themselves. Meanwhile, I'd like to talk about my reaction to Nick in the face paint. I'd love that for you to talk about it. For you to talk about it, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And I know it's not good because uh, of a little misunderstanding we had while we were watching the show. But go go ahead. What misunderstanding do we have while we were watching the show? Well, we had a conversation on this podcast where we said that Nick, who doesn't want to be sexualized by us, <laughs> was going oh, to God. put on the Jeff Hardy face paint because he'd be like, that's great. Like, that will keep them away from mm-hmm. sexualizing me. That's what we said. And I referenced that in our group chat, and you were like, totally. He realized we wouldn't be able to resist him <laughs> with the face paint. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly what we said. That when you face paint, we're going to get so hot. I'm like, oh, it's actually opposite that we, we the opposite. But I love it. What's going on with you about it? Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember that, but I already agree with it. I'm like, as you recited that, I'm like, yeah, no, of course, the face paint only enhanced it actually. You're like, like when he closes his more. eyes and there are creepy face painted eyes on eyes? the eyes. Yes. <laughs> Loved it. Could not I, like, be at hornier. one point. Like, like, I have so many brain worms that at this point, like, at one point I was, like, looking at him and I was like, he just looks really elegant. In the, in the <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Leah, that's dangerous. We got to get you a cat <laughs> scan or something. Call 911, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> yeah, we'll get you to a hospital for sure. Because that's Swiss cheese brain, baby. <laughs> Please don't operate any heavy machinery <laughs> until they get you checked out. <laughs> oh, it was a win. I just think it was a win. Yeah. I Well, I would call it maybe a loss for your sanity, but um, I do think it was great to see. They did a great job. It was so funny. Loved it. And then at Double or Nothing, because we were in Vegas, they came out both dressed as Elvis and they had shaved <laughs> their beards. And they, they were left back most in of the, the beard in a little Elvis well, mutton chop. But yeah, it was back to the old days of the young bucks. Yep, it was bad. The old they, bucks. They looked I, a lot younger. I wouldn't say bad. It's just uh, not ideal. <laughs> it's not. It's not like yeah, it's not the just, most attractive I've enjoyed them at. But like, no. is there ever a bad? Leah, if, you might need to lie down. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are you is someone around who can like check your pupils? Yeah, <laughs> like, we can pause recording. You could go get a thermometer or something. Just kind of check in on that. I look. I agree. I'm always gonna love the young bucks. I'm always gonna love them sexually. I'm, of course, I'm. Of course, that is my promise that I make to them. That I made to them when I married them on the astral plane. <laughs> um, I, it, it was pretty devastating to me to see uh because in the it's like kind of like if you die in Canada you die in real life like it's like if you shave your beard for the pay-per-view you shave your beard in real life and like where are we gonna go from here like I'm worried we're in a transitional period there's like a lot of changes happening to me I feel destabilized like I will say like then we'll get to it but like Nick Nick came out he shaved the full thing for dynamite and yeah. Matt is still in the mutton mm-hmm. chops. So it's like, Nick, are you going to be a clean shaven boy now? That's not okay. We can't go back to that, baby. <laughs> I'm sexualizing you with your beard. I need that beard. I don't, I don't want beard, that. How fast bear. did his beard grow back the last time they shaved him? I don't know. I think fairly I think, quick, actually. I thought it was pretty quick. Yeah. So. yeah. So. Remember those disgusting mustaches yeah. that they grew? And then <laughs> yeah, they shaved completely and then came it, back? They did it, a lot of things in that period, yeah. Doesn't it worry you that Nick that nick took it all off though doesn't it worry you a little but maybe he just wants to grow it all back even instead of like having one little chin patch that's halfway grown i don't know (laughs) i don't know anymore i don't know anyway uh the bucks uh, the hardys won uh they were fairly i was pretty out of it and was just like so i'd been so stressed about the MJF match that I like really wished this had been later. So I could have like Mm re-regulated my system. Uh, It was hard to be having I understand I sound sensitive, but that's what it's like to live in here, guys. So, (laughs) boy. I I had a fantastic time when I was watching it. Like, I just, like, I agree that I'd wished it was later because I was definitely a weird vibe. But like, I enjoyed watching it. Like, I thought I had a great time. And then, like, I do 
immediately looked up all the reviews as soon as they started coming out and every single one was like oh the hardies were in real bad shape and they 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 fucked up a lot of stuff yeah i actually found it like somewhat painful to watch because they look so stiff and just like old they look like me when i wake up in the morning and i just felt like (laughs) i don't know it was hard i'm yeah so I yeah. rewatched the next morning. I rewatched it, and this time, like I looked away from the bucks, and it turns out, yeah, it was it was actually pretty sloppy. <laughs> it was, there was so many moments where like Jeff like almost fell off a rope, or like Matt was like calling, but like obviously being like, "This is what you need to do next." And there was like also like a moment where like Jeff and Nick were laying together, and like Nick was like talking to him. <laughs> <I> was, like, <laughs> Laying together. When you phrase that, it's like they had sex in the Bible. <laughs> okay, well, that's not my water pad account. Don't worry about it. While uh, they were laying together. <laughs> you guys remember the biblical sex portion of the PPP, right? <laughs> <laughs> when, when Nick laid out. <laughs> to something there no (laughs) she doesn't okay whoa she doesn't think i got something there okay point taken (laughs) they're in the bible um (laughs) it was a little rough it was a little rough rough, but that the young bucks did a great job and i do like like clearly they were like we want to give you the send-off match that everybody that everybody desires. Do you think they're really going to send off though, or are they going to hang around? They're probably going to hang around. Yeah. <laughs> probably gonna hang not around. at the well, PPV again. Oh, all of, well, true. Yeah, maybe. All of the reviews were like the Bucks did everything they possibly could to give the the Hardys one last classic match, but it was very much like before, <laughs> before we they send die. them <laughs> before we send them off to live on a farm upstairs. The, like, <laughs> the, the old dog, senior dog. Uh, what's sanctuary? the one on Facebook? Sanctuary. The yeah. old dog, old dog, senior sanctuary. The old friend's dog sanctuary. Or yeah, yeah. Before they cross the rainbow bridge. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Well, I do think that like one of the things that's a little weird about that is like we have seen the Hardys wrestle, and I know it's like you got to build a feud, but. We'd seen them wrestle quite a bit ahead of the PPV and like Jeff was really getting to do like any crazy spots that he wanted. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we should have done a few, a couple fewer of those and we could have saved it for the pay-per-view and maybe we'd all have kind of been in better shape for yeah. the pay-per-view. <laughs> and he was injured after the pay-per-view, like they had to pull him out of the match on Dynamite this week. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. There was like a whole thing in the pay-per-view where his boot came unlaced and like, they were like there was something like the 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 zipper might have like blown out and like someone was saying like his ankle might have gotten fucked up because the boot was like messed yeah. up so he went off screen and like someone was like stapling his boot back together like yeah. i don't know it was like a whole it's not good. crazy thing not good no but you know it was but it was fun and it was it was fine at the time and for the <laughs> for the time and again, it was biblical, and Nick and Jeff <laughs> laid together, as in the Bible. And Cain and Abel were also brothers. So that's, I think, does that cover everything for yeah, that? Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what we said in a nutshell. Didn't Pretty do much. a lot of laughing in the t- top half of the podcast, so we got to get it in now. <laughs> I'm like, we have so much. We I know, so it's much bad. Left. We, like, we can skip some this- stuff. Yeah, we're gonna. Or we can just go two hours. (laughs) When I look at where our scroll bar is right now, it's not good. 
it could I know. be a two-hour. But also, we could cut some stuff later. Cut Kyle Darby. Who cares? Cut Kyle Darby? No, I have to talk about Kyle and Darby. <laughs> sure. What do you got to joke? say about it? And it was <laughs> no, it's not a and joke. sexy and okay. erotic. <laughs> I mean, goes without saying. But did it add anything? It doesn't go without saying. It added something for me. It was a moment of pleasure in a pay-per-view that otherwise tried me greatly. All right. So love about Kyle Darby. Yeah, that, well, that's pretty much what I had to say. That's kind, of, that's kind of it. I would say that, like, for me in the pay-per-view, like, the, the clouds were covering the sun. I felt bad, yeah. despairing in my, in my deep in my soul. For much of this pay-per-view. But when I we saw... paid money to get that feeling of despair deep in yeah, our soul. You and me, $25 each. Yep. Splitting split it. That. But yep. when I saw Kylo and Darby wrestle, and they, and Kyle's body was so pale that Darby looked like a normal <laughs> color, like a pack sun boy. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I needed that. When they announced the match, we thought, why would they put that in the pay-per-view? But when I was watching it, I was like, Thank fucking God you put it in the pay-per-view. <laughs> I need this. I fucking need this. Yeah. No, I did agree. It needed to be in the pay-per-view. Yeah. After fun. after the For night sure. we had, we needed it. Yeah. We needed it real bad. I will say I love about Darby. So Darby lost this match um, to Kyle and to whom he was wrestling. He was wrestling Kyle. He lost to him. And <laughs> I <laughs> ever heard of it. And I was like you know it's amazing every time I see Darby I'm like Darby's unbeatable Darby is probably <laughs> like 50 and 0 because he wins every match and the fact is Darby loses so many of his matches but his <laughs> vibe is I always win and that's really <laughs> impressive I think that's cool it's the confidence you know what I think happened to me during this match is that I took all my bedtime medications at the normal <laughs> time and I think this was looking a real like oh they're kicking in moment they, <laughs> like, they k-hold you time. they you k-hold, k-hold during yep. kylo Ky- kyhold kyhold kylold 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 yeah that's, that's what happened deeply kylold during this match <laughs> Uh, and I will just note, so Kyle and Adam Cole both won their matches. The Bucks lost. And losing to the Hardys, God bless them. They're not afraid to lose. And I love that about no. the Bucks. Uh, it was their second, like, high-profile match loss in a while because they lost to FTR, as you know. So I think that will play into some interesting dynamics, potentially, in the Undisputed Elite going forward. We did get a Bucks Red Dragon, uh, Hikaleo from New Japan versus Jurassic Express, Christian... <laughs> Matt Hardy and Darby it was insane like I I wasn't thinking about it and then I after I typed it I was like this is crazy (laughs) yeah like honestly watching this match I kept being like wait who's fighting who because like which is nuts because like obviously like the undisputed elite like makes sense together but then the other group of them is so just like you went backstage and you just grabbed whoever was in catering kind of feel it was just like what are these guys doing together this was nuts like I couldn't remember that they were on a team yeah. So someone, someone's correcting my spelling here while I'm looking at it. Thanks. That's great. Thanks, guys. I also had to add Darby because you left him off. So. Oh, did I? Well, that's because I didn't think it made sense that he was there, I guess. I know. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but he did tope during, so he did. Uh, yeah, and then we talked about the facial here. Adam Cole was on commentary repeatedly saying things like, no one can stop the undisputed elite. That's just a little heavy foreshadowing, which you love to hear. <laughs> uh, and then the only other 
relevant thing here is that after so the Bucks at at all got the win here, so it was their little Cali boy win, which they deserved, and uh, Christian like JB, JB got pinned. JB got pinned. J- yeah. Christian didn't look real happy. I didn't think. So. No, but then Matt Hardy was like. Like hugging yeah. JD to be like, it's okay, Jungle Boy, you did a great <laughs> job. And Christian like immediately like got between them, was like, don't touch my boy, and then was like just doing like stern dad like vibes of like, okay, son, we'll talk about this at home, <laughs> which is like, woof. <laughs> so, I don't know yeah. when that's gonna come to a head, but I no. I do like that they do seem to be doing this storyline on purpose, and Christian's gonna lose it at some point, and I look yeah. forward to it. I guess we should actually just touch on this now. I don't know why I put it at the bottom, but uh, also at the pay per view, we had our tag oh, team three way yeah. tag match with Team Taz, Ugh. Swerve in his glory, and Jurassic Express, and uh, the match was great. It was fine, but Jurassic Express retained, which was at the time yet another indignity piled upon other <laughs> indignities. Yep, why? it made me mad. Why? It's so why? stupid. They aren't why? doing anything with that title. It's just no. like, what is happening here? Yeah. Oh, uh, and then know. it just did feel like, oh, they retain. So great, Hangman's gonna lose. And like, yeah, that was the moment when Jungle Express retained. That was the yep. moment that I was like, ah, uh, okay, so we are in for some misery. Tony really made Tony really made me mad this week. Tony yeah. really upset me. However, I. I will say, I just want to, um, and I'm speaking directly to Chuck Taylor right now. Um, (laughs) I believe last week on this podcast, we said the Bucks haven't been wrestling and that's really depressing. And so then the Bucks uh, wrestled Rampage, Double or Nothing, Dynamite, and Rampage tomorrow after we complained about it. So Chuck Taylor, I've been complaining for four months about your behaviors. (laughs) It's very and depressing. I would like that to change. It's very depressing that we haven't seen him wrestle in God knows how long. We haven't seen best friends do any. They're all splitting up. Like, I don't know why Tony hates us and has turned on us, but I don't it's know. Not nice. But I did love those pictures of uh, Trent and Orange Cassidy getting their their little IV <laughs> banana bag because yeah. they got themselves too drunk <laughs> in Las Vegas. I thought, well, at least you guys are having fun. I'm not having fun, but at least you're having fun. At least you're having fun. Yeah. <sighs> at least someone is. Um, okay, back at the paper. Yeah, back at the dreaded pay per view. <laughs> the worst pay per view they've ever done. This I did make me. Well, we'll get to it. But anyway, uh, Jade and Anna J fought. Anna J was dressed as a magician. I've written John Silver was there at one point. Stokely Hathaway <laughs> debuted as a, another manager or lawyer. Athena debuted as a foil for Jade. That's all I've got here. And then Athe- at the end, is this was this right? Athena, Chris, Statlander, yeah. and Anna Jay ended up mm-hmm. squaring off. So Jade won. Uh, Athena, Chris, Statlander, and Anna Jay ended up squaring off against Jade, Kara Hogan, and Red Velvet. And then we got that again on Dynamite after Athena gave a promo. So we really like Athena. Let's start there, actually. We'll start there. Yeah. Love her. She was cute as hell. So cute. And she can talk. Vibes so good. Can you? Love it. The the fact that a new woman debuted (laughs) and then she grabbed the mic and didn't make me want to die. Unbelievable. That's a win. Far exceeding our expectations. Yeah. Yeah, She was great. Her whole energy was great. Stokely Hathaway, I love, too. His energy was also great. He seemed like a great pairing with Jade. All this was a big win. Yes. That's all... Good. I don't know that I really loved the pinnacle versus the inner circle vibes <laughs> no, of the lineup, <laughs> but and I, you I know do, what? I do Fine. think in wrestling, I've noticed this often when they do those lineups, 
you've really got to have some skilled players there or else there is quite an artificial quality to the like everyone's arguing thing mm-hmm. where, which I was thinking <laughs> while I was watching it like I was like okay ladies I get it you're all arguing we gotta move along here but yeah. um I yeah. was thrilled though that Athena was teaming up with Chris and Anna Jay because they both desperately need someone to talk they for them and yeah. so that's fantastic yeah, yeah. And they need masterclass, and I hope that she'll masterclass. Yeah, them. yeah. that'd be yeah. great. Please, yeah. So that was that was that was fine and fun. I, the way I can't create in my mind anything that happened in that match. No idea. No, no it was fine. The, it was such a long night. It was just like yeah, yeah. It was such a long night. Uh, Thunder Rose, Rosa, <laughs> Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb also had a match, and they fought, and Thunder Rosa won. Thank As we God. love to say here, technically, it was a very good match. <laughs> Imagine if Serena Deeb had won this, the indignities we would have felt. I can't. Quick, I don't know. That might wrestling. have like tipped the whole thing over into funny for me. If Serena Deeb well, had won, I would have been rip shit, but it also would have just been like, oh, Tony, you did decide to just have the pay-per-view I would hate most with all my heart. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> that's comedy. I think at the end of the night, Leah said in our group chat, like, wrestling sucks now. Maybe I'm just going to get really into Dracula this summer, which I think was really funny. It's going to get into Dracula. <laughs> you know what happens? No surprises with Dracula. No. I, think, I, think, I actually don't I think, really know the plot of Dracula, if I'm honest. Well, so there's, it, like, quite a few surprises for me. I'm, like, I mean, I'm following along with the email list. And as I understand it, things Dracula are starting Daily to get a anyone. little hairy. I mean, mm. I'm not sure that Jonathan Harker is enjoying himself. But nobody spoil me. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that's good reading comprehension, Leah. Thank you so much. Congratulations. I, was, I yeah. was actually an English major. Thank you so much. Wow. It's really <laughs> showing so right now. Thank you so much. Coming through loud and clear. Um... Yeah, that, it doesn't even have anything. Thunder Rosa looked great. Again, her it's like it was a good match. Was great. Her, she looked great. It I love. Just, she comes out in really good stuff for these big pay per views. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it, was, it was just. It was just. De- it was just an, an annoying night because there was three women's matches, which we never mm-hmm. get. Which is like I, should have been fantastic. We never get that. But we got Jade and Anna Jay, which are which is a boring match with bad wrestling. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you too right now. <laughs> love I love them so much. But it's a boring match with bad wrestling. Then we had uh, Thunder Rosa and Sun- Serena Deeb, which is a boring match with good wrestling. Again, <laughs> I love you, Thunder Rosa. It's right. And then Ruby versus uh, Britt was tactic. It was good wrestling and it wasn't mm-hmm. boring, but it was a bad ending. So like, mm-hmm. can can one of them make me happy? Like, it's Seriously. not about quantity. Like. <laughs> But come on. No one and it really is really just like no effort in the storylines because like if, yeah. I mean, if any of them had like com- compelling emotional beats, it would have helped out. But yeah, nope. Just nope. not, just not set up that good. Mm. She said grimly. So <laughs> anyway, but Thunder Rosa retained, which is important. So uh, light a candle for a good feud for her next. No idea yeah. what that's going to be. Uh, Death Triangle versus House of Black. So we didn't, as you remember from last week, we didn't give a shit about this feud. <laughs> but then Death Triangle came we out. We did say there was one thing they could do that would make us give a shit. We did, so. but but in but I want to give credit where credit is due. That's not what got me in, into the match no. in the first place. It was that Ray Phoenix brought his little baby and put him in a little lucha mask, and he came out with Death Triangle during the intros, and it was so cute. I just <laughs> lost my mind. Yeah. It was like actually, I love Death. Triangle. And they never, they never lost us. Was the thing like there is a world in which they did that, and then we petered out and stopped paying attention. But they never lost us. I will say, very fun match. 
the House of Black like intro aesthetics were really good. Like I they've been so annoying, but their aesthetics are really good. They I'm, came out with some creepy horror movie masks yeah. and it was like real good, I thought. I love their aesthetics and I honestly I think have gotten like less tired of them than maybe Leah, but I'm I'm afraid to quote her. But like at least like some people have been. Oh, like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm very of, tired of them. Yeah, yeah. No. But no, but I love their aesthetics the whole time. I'm just always like, I wish there was some content behind the talking. Yeah, exactly. But finally, we did get some movement here because the climax of this match, which again was fun up to this point, was that the lights cut out and then came back on, and Julia Hart had gone full dark heart, showed full up dark. and distracted. I've written someone. I don't know. How, who pack she spit black pack. mist oh right Pac's she gooed pack yeah it was so good so she's she's good. so corrupted that now she's producing the black mist within her body amazing it's a real like alien vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> um it. yeah and then it, so that meant that house of black could get the win and then she left with house of black and like she was in her dark heart outfit mm-hmm. and she was she had the goo in her mouth like yeah. it was great it fucking rocked it, it was rock. metal it was it so, so good. good yeah i was so pleased that they finally paid off that remember when it started and we were like wouldn't it be cool if this happened but it seemed like yeah. they weren't doing it really but this well that's what's fantastic it's, it's sarah and i had a conversation about that last night where we we're like it's really interesting that wrestling so like you the three of us are tv watchers like we never we never watched wrestling before. We watch, and now we watch wrestling as if it is TV. And they and we want watch us TV to do as that. if it's wrestling. Actually, that's something that comes up quite a bit also while true. we were. We just finished Buffy, actually, but while we were watching Buffy, we were always yeah. being like, "This is kind of like how it is on wrestling." <laughs> it's true. But yes, we're, yeah. we're TV, um, wa- longtime TV watchers. Yeah, longtime right. TV watchers. Yeah, that's our so, credentials. And the thing is that wrestling wants you to treat it that way. Like it, it wants you to follow a narrative. But the thing is that like. Because, like, there's so much real-life stuff in it, like, it constantly gets handicapped. Because, like, I think, like, Julia's reveal should have happened, like, a lot earlier. But Phoenix getting hurt, they didn't want Julia to get revealed until Phoenix was back and it was full trios. So then they just had to be like, ah, just just kidding we're gonna tread water for a little TV while. does have the advantage that their actors aren't tearing their ACLs every week yeah, <laughs> so right, yeah yeah right. and I will say too that like ba- almost every time that the pacing on a storyline has been bad it has been like they've been putting in time waiting for someone to come back from injury with yeah. the exception yeah. of Chris Jericho who can't pace anything to save his life but well, yeah but you know Julia Hart I think actually like did a really good job while it went on yeah. longer than probably they thought it would of like just showing up sometimes. Like every time we saw yeah. her, I was like, Oh, this is good movement. Yeah. Like actually, I can see that yeah. you are like struggles to funk. Uh, yeah, they did a good job, but it was just the thing where it's like, again, this comes up a lot in wrestling. Like you don't always know who you can trust to follow yeah. through on a storyline, the way that you think it should be followed through on followed through on uh and we've had plenty of time i'm sure if we listen to this podcast and like things that we said you know a year ago like there are plenty of things that we've been like yeah this is obviously the smart thing to do that's definitely what they're doing and the wrestlers are just like not what we intended and not what we're doing and actually that'll never happen (laughs) the end you won't be hearing about that again so there's a lot of like there's a lot riding on like the 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 actors basically yeah yeah for sure 
Yeah. Sometimes it's like they're slow burn while they're waiting for an injury to come back. And sometimes it's just like Dante Martin cares about flips and doesn't care about stories. And yeah. so nothing's and ever going to happen. I mean, I guess in fair, clearly the whatever was going on behind the scenes with Leo Rush, like clearly impacted what they were doing with Dante. But True. it was kind of like you needed to pull that voice so much earlier than you did. Like you needed to like call an audible on that whole storyline. Like literally the second things started going sideways with Leo Rush. And it yeah. made no sense even at the very beginning. I feel like it just never never made any sense so no it's true sorry Dante Uh, we love you so much all we want is a little juicy feud for you but now unfortunately you're getting involved with Dan Lambert so (laughs) (laughs) gonna KMS uh okay Mm. uh Jazz and BSC so (laughs) anarchy in the arena and it was anarchic and it was crazy anarchy it was so much fun. I did wish at a lot of points that it was like lit a little better because <laughs> it was like hard to follow a lot and hard to see stuff that was cool. Yeah. I think I, I almost didn't notice or didn't mind because I was just like, wow, this is yeah. unhinged. And I, I, whatever I'm seeing at any given moment is not what I expected to be seeing. And I love that for me. I have no complaints. I actually would love to see more wrestling uh, matches where I only get to see about eight seconds of five <laughs> separate matches at a time. <laughs> kind of feel like this match understands my attention. Span. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this match is for ADD girls and we are happy. Yes, and that's us, baby. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty frenetic. They did a very funny thing where it's like mocks and Brian Danielson and maybe Eddie, I don't know, came out to Wild Thing, and then yeah, Wild Brian Thing, Danielson did come out with Mox. Yeah, this was they the first all time, out. which felt yeah, very all came out together um, for a minute. To they me. were a family. Yeah, just a minute. And uh, so Wild Thing was just playing on a loop for like quite a while, <laughs> and I really just kept being like, "This is insane. They're just gonna keep playing the song for the whole match. That's crazy." And then Chris Jericho got fed up with it and uh, yanked the soundboard out, so then the <laughs> music cut, which is incredibly funny. funny. And yeah. then they split into there. I do. It is like pretty funny to me when they do these like big you know like stadium stampede style there's like 10 man you know whatever uh that they are always like okay everybody pick a partner and then you're just gonna be doing <laughs> that's gonna be kind of your smile buddy with your one partner it's monogamous <laughs> violence actually <laughs> for the next 20 men but that was the funny part because Daniel Garcia was assigned to somebody else and he left his partner to go find <laughs> Eddie who was assigned partner. to Mustard Boy and <laughs> he was like no 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 we will be riding this elevator together yes. the mustard was so funny because I mean it looked gross and they were doing a great job with it and then like I feel like in later promos Jericho was like we were assaulted and thrown gasoline on us and mustard was thrown on us and it was like that's kind of like not as these are not equivalent sins. <laughs> yeah um yeah do you guys it, think that when they went in the elevator and it closed it wasn't supposed to close i do not think up? it was supposed to close no, no i do not that shot was crazy right because it was just like on the end of like the elevator closing <laughs> when they cut to it and then they, and were they cut right away for, like yeah exactly. yeah and so then they were funny. missing for like 10 minutes yeah That's... and then eddie emerged looking like the last girl in a horror oh movie it was, was full, like honestly, it was full final girl yeah it, 
it was the most arresting image. I just thought like wrestling, like if that was in a, like is better than stuff in a movie. Actually it was funny cause, cause we did watch the end of Buffy this week. And so they come through yeah. the whole final battle. And obviously Buffy had like no money for special effects at all. But like at the end, like they had like little blood painted on their face for their little cuts. But it was like, it was like, uh, actually people don't bleed like that when their face gets cut. Like I can well, tell you. And at I, the end of Buffy, she'd been fucking stabbed through her midsection. But then yeah. was just like, I healed that. So I'm actually all okay. And my shirt is un. There's no blood on my like shirt. Barely any. I know. Okay. It's like you guys. When you see, we are like, at eighty Ed. minutes. I have. Yeah. They were so bloody though, and it was so cool. It, it like, was. Eddie cool. looked amazing. It, Eddie did. He looked. Amazing. I don't. I think I stop. Yeah, we're at eighty minutes. It's pay per view. It's the paper. The the only pay per view we've ever been like. We hated it. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. we can't talk about it for eighty minutes. As always, you can turn it off. You can turn us off anytime. You have full control of the dial. So many people choose not to listen at all. Every week people don't listen to us. I'm listening to these romance novel podcasts now. You know how long those episodes go? It's longer than this. So I won't be shamed for what we've done. And then on uh, Dynamite, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society was like cutting a promo and then Eddie and William Regal. And I didn't actually wrote all this out, but I didn't really follow what was going on. Do we need to talk about how in the pay-per-view match though, like Eddie poured gasoline on Jericho, but also on Brian Danielson. And then Brian Danielson got mad and started punching Eddie and then Mox had to break it up, which was uh, electrifying all of it. Yeah, it was good. Mox had to tell his two husbands, like don't Mm -hmm. fight because I love you both. And so, yeah, so then on Dynamite, the two things that were going on was that Eddie was like, I want a blood and guts match with Jericho. And that Ortiz cut some of Jericho's <laughs> hair off. And so Chris Honestly, Jericho more was shocking like, than when they were covered in blood. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. And Christian, one of the things we said during the match at the pay-per-view was like, wow, it's really clear what's going on with Chris Jericho's bald spot like because in this match like somehow it just became like so evident that it's like wow it's a more severe situation than I would have guessed and I guess he saw it too I really think he did because then what's he gonna look like if he does like a Trent buzz cut I don't know maybe good because maybe Craig looks Trent so looks good, good when he did that buzz cut I, I think know, but I don't know that Jericho's head shape can hold I it. think I've well I saw him, I saw pictures of him with hair short hair but he was a lot younger so I don't know what it'll look like yeah, uh, older. That was that was a really insightful. <laughs> oh, Leah, we were at eighty minutes, and that's what you're saying. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> the turntable. <laughs> anyway, Ortiz and Jericho are going to have a hair versus hair match. And Jericho better go through with it, unlike Matt Hardy, because I I still feel a little bit. I think chipped. he will, because I think that Jericho, I think he wants to shave his head. Yeah. Yeah, I, think he I does. hope so. I thought Matt Hardy did too, though, because his situation is not a good situation. Well, maybe I, I, w- I did look up the dates and they didn't really add up. But I was like, what if Matt Hardy wanted to do the hair feud? But then he was like, I think maybe I'm going to maybe Jeff's going to get away from WWE. So I'm going to need my <laughs> hair for us to match. And I don't yeah. think it's a crazy thing for me to think, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later on Dynamite, Mox fought Daniel Garcia for his husband i think and uh one daniel garcia was crazy he was insane insane in the membrane during this match he was really hungry for respect 
and yeah. and that's kind of what the match was about. That's but what I would say as well. But he was defeated. He was. As, he yeah. didn't get it. He didn't get respect. <laughs> and then something happened, and Eddie was doing something on the sidelines, and then the end of this match was Mox saying to Eddie, you're a hard man to love, but I do love it. Okay, we can do blood and guts. And then Eddie just looks so happy where he's like, he's going to do blood and guts with me. <laughs> when he said you're a hard man to love, Eddie was just like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Accurate. That's right. yeah. And that was the feel-good moment of Dynamite, really. At the end of yeah, Dynamite. Great. I was like, that's great. That's exactly what I want to see. They yeah. ran overtime for that. And you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Overall thoughts. <laughs> anything anything uh, we didn't get to well i think oh, we loved it overall i would I give it an a plus yeah. <laughs> guys even as a joke i don't feel comfortable with this i didn't Ooh. enjoy myself i was no pretty, i was pretty mad and it actually made me be like i hate pay-per-views which is not i don't think is universally true obviously i've enjoyed many pay-per-views but like the stakes of a pay-per-view are so high like it's like yeah. i kept thinking this is the dumbest thing i've ever thought but like yeah i'm not a sports girly so I'm like, we're going to be watching the pay-per-view six hours. Like, it's going to be a long, it was like seven. It was like seven hours of pay-per-view <laughs> with the intro stuff. So I'm getting all my snacks and I made a little dip and I just kept thinking, this is my Super Bowl. This is my Super Bowl. <laughs> but then as I experienced my Super Bowl, I was like, oh, the stakes are too high. I don't like it. I like my normal dynamite where the stakes are normal and Tony doesn't have the chance to make me this angry. <laughs> Yeah. So that was rough. It's kind of the experience of, you know, half of Super Bowl watchers, really. So that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's really true. That's such a yeah. I know. It was really it was interesting how how much they disappointed me, actually, because I did feel like the storylines leading into it were kind of lackluster. But like then you think if they're lackluster, like they can't take you too high or too low. (laughs) But they took me pretty low. They took me pretty low. Yeah. Miro did come back. That was nice. I'm happy to see Oh, yeah. Miro came back on Dynamite this week. That's good. Yeah. And he said some great stuff. What was that line that he had about his heart? Oh, his um, his neck neck of of sand sand is repaired, but my heart is broken. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) It was great. Miro's great. I think think he either killed God or is planning to kill God. He's He's planning to. Because he's going to go to heaven by doing whatever. I think he said, he's like, I'm going to take out all your henchmen and then storm the gates of heaven or something like that. It's interesting because yeah, I'm like, I don't think that many people at AEW are like henchmen of God. That's not how I, it's like, if you're going to go after <laughs> the, the young bucks, maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh. I saw a tweet that was going around that was like, all right, MJF gave a promo where he was like, I'm the second best qu- uh, quarter of eight to 12, uh, 18 to 49 di- uh, demographic, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to Miro and he's like, I'm going to murder God. <laughs> 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 and you know what? We, we, we're at the end of things and we won't get into it again, but I enjoyed in a way Miro saying he would murder God more than I enjoyed MJF <laughs> talking about his demographic viewership. In a way, you in enjoyed a way, it more. I don't really want to hear about demo viewership <laughs> when I watch the program. Uh, so that's kind of how I, that maybe that's how I'm, how I'm feeling at the end here. I don't want to hear about the demo. Yeah. Uh, okay, everybody good? That's uh, about, sums it up. Do you want to yeah. say something else about Buffy, Leah? 
No. Hey, Leah, uh, can we not sit and, and waste no, a little time talking about the end of Buffy, which we watched this week? We could be like uh, JR and Excalibur right in the middle of the pay-per-view, just like talking about, just doing some, having some chit-chat time while we wait for basketball to end. It's really all I uh, No, the only thing we have to say before we end it is that if you, like me, ordered a magnet oh, right. and... Uh, it came with a very disturbing slit on the side <laughs> where some horrible male thief stole your magnets. Please let us know. We will replace yeah. them. Um, I, like I am getting new magnets to replace my stolen magnets. And hey, magnet thief, <laughs> if our beautiful <laughs> magnet turned you on to listening to our podcast, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, but if you're a li- if you're a listener now, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> if you're a, if you become a loyal listener, yeah. And you know okay what? You stole them. You stole four magnets, so like, give three to your friends and have yeah. four new <laughs> listeners to the podcast. That's uh, worth it. I like Leah that you came out strong. Kind of, you're like, I believe the thief was at the was it it was in Kentucky. I believe the thief <laughs> was at the as it, it was at the beginning of the journey, and that others could have been impacted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, of course it didn't happen in Boston. It happened in Kentucky. Absolutely. That's so true. Bostonians would never do a crime never. stealing I'm mail. I'm a little bit offended, but sure. <laughs> but yeah, we have more magnets left. So if anybody wants to order a magnet, please do to yeah, make up for the money that the post office stole from us. Yeah, please make magnets. up our post office deficit. This is a good <laughs> ad, guys. I think it's that's what people like to hear. Hey, guys, we'd love to make some money off of our magnets. So. <laughs> Please get a magnet. Be pretty exciting. They are magnetic, and we I believe that we have uh, one of them is on a car somewhere. So yeah. very exciting. You love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Ben Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. This remains Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Gorkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever the fuck you want. And come back. 